We're continuing our series on our spring sports championships with the Missouri State High School Activities Association. Joining me today is Doug Fessler, Assistant Executive Director in charge of the sport of softball. Welcome, Doug. Thank you. Appreciate it. Softball is a little unique in our, our menu of sports in that we have girls fast pitch softball in Missouri, but we offer it in two seasons and mm. we have two championships. So yeah. tell us a little bit about spring softball, maybe in comparison to fall softball. Yeah, we're one of only four states, I believe, that have a fall and a spring championship, uh, or excuse me, that offer softball in the fall. Let me get that right. And we're only one of two that is a kind of a duel. Uh, so we are pretty unique in that sense. The spring, much like the fall, is a collaboration of our teams coming together in Springfield, Missouri. This championship will be May 22nd and 23rd, which is a Monday, Tuesday. We do that for a couple of reasons. Most notably, the the teams are out of school for the most part. And then it's a two-day tournament because there's only two classes of softball in the spring, where in the fall there are five classes. And so we can reduce that tournament by a day. And it's a great two-day event in, in the spring. We run it just like the fall, though, where we do semifinals on one day. The third place teams that will be playing in that tournament also play the same day as the semifinals. And then the next day we do the championship games. And and that was all driven by our softball advisory committee, both in the fall and spring championships. So a school can't play in both the fall and the spring. They they can play, but they can't be in both championships. We've got spring softball championship schools, and we've got fall softball championship schools. Right. And the difference is a team, a school, they get to choose. They can choose which championship they want to play in. The ones that want to play in the spring championship, that is what they do. They don't get to have the fall as a lead-up season in practice or anything like that. They follow the same out-of-season practice periods as everybody else. The, the teams that have the fall championship, they cannot play in the spring championship. They can, if they want to play some games, though, in the spring, they can do that kind of after the fact, you know, with maybe non-seniors or whatever. So so some of those teams do that, some don't. But we have about, a I believe, the districts were this year, 137 teams in the uh, spring championship this year. How does that compare to the fall? The fall has about uh 400, okay. you know, three, 390 something, I believe. So it's it's less than half. Okay. Um, majority is still in the fall. And is there a certain geographic area? Because you've got to have right. a season. Right. So your, your season, you, you're going to play teams from around your area. So mm-hmm. from what geographic areas are our spring softball schools? Primarily, if you take a line, I-44 and south, okay, and, and I'm going to say – Almost up to St. Louis. There's not many in the St. Louis area, but just outside of it and go down, but almost make a U shape at about Highway 65 and go north over towards Kansas City. Anything south of that is there is there's many, many spring softball schools. We have a total of six out of the 137 that are on or above I-70. So... To, to put it in perspective, that does create a headache scheduling-wise for fall softball teams that are in that area, you know. And and I have I've had at least two schools after the fall season this year just say, "Hey, is there anything we can be done?" Our our districts for fall softball is over two and a half three hours, and I said, "Yeah, it's 
there's not many schools left and they don't want to give up their fall softball season and and primarily the reasons why a lot of schools went to spring softball was due to volleyball they have a strong showing in volleyball for girls and those seasons that is in the fall as as you know so they chose to to do spring softball and the ones that don't that have volleyball they primarily do the fall season so the geographic region you're describing sounds like smaller schools for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, there may be some mid-sized schools in there, yeah. uh, but still, it's a lot of schools. Yeah, I believe our largest school, and it, it, it's less than 500 total enrollment. I, I believe it's four 480 something. I, okay, and I don't have that in front of me. All right, so let's. You've kind of described the championship. We've got two classes. We're going to play the semis and the third place games on that Monday, mm-hmm. May 22nd. And then the two championship games on Tuesday, May 23rd. That is correct. And all at Killian Softball Complex in Springfield, just like our fall championships. That's right. All in. It's a total of eight games, I guess, happen at Killian. And then uh, leading up to that, you know, the district tournament will, will kick it off on May 5th, Friday, May 5th. It runs through the 11th. And then we have one round of quarterfinal games. They happen on May 16th and then leads into the championships the next week. And where are we pulling our officials from? I mean, in, in the fall, yeah. we're, we're pulling them from all over the state. Are we really kind of focused on we are. Uh, the geographic areas where these teams are coming from? Yeah, the most part it falls in three regions. There is a fourth that sometimes hits a little bit, so I do try to get an umpire too. The biggest difference is, I mean, in the fall we bring down nearly 18 umpires. Over the three-day period, over the five classes, we're running five fields at a time. In the spring, it's a much smaller scale, so we bring in eight umpires. And those eight umpires, if, if I can remember right from last year, I believe there were three from two big regions and then two from the smaller region. So that, that makes up a total of eight, but we still want representation of umpires who would have saw them this spring. Okay. What's the spectator count? Uh, we still get big crowds for the uh, for the spring softball championships? Absolutely. Absolutely. The the. The schools, especially since they're smaller, I believe the, the count's probably more, that they follow their teams there. So the attendance numbers, I would measure it against any of the classes in the fall. And again, being down south, and that's where our championships are, maybe even a little bit better attended. And we are, as you mentioned, we're, we're one of four states that offers fall softball. We are we are out of season in Missouri. Right. Um, the collegiate softball season is in the spring. So our spring championships are coinciding with the collegiate playoff systems at every level, just like they are in most of the rest of our sports. You know, while we're having our state basketball championships, right. so, so are the NCAA and the right. NAIA. It's interesting because for our association, with the majority of our softball schools are participating in the fall mm-hmm. and the smaller number in the spring, and yet the rest of the country, it's big softball time. Absolutely, and and. In talking to other execs from other states, you know, the spring softball, it is a big championship still in, in the grand scheme of things, especially for our purposes at Mission and for myself. But in comparison to our other championships, it's much smaller scale with, like I said, 137 schools and, and uh, two classes. So other states, though, it's, I mean, it's everybody that's playing in their state, you know, so it that happens for us in the fall. But like I said, I don't want to diminish the championship. It's it's still a wonderful championship, well attended. All it is is in a smaller scale because instead of having to use five fields, we only have to use actually three fields. So two two outer ones in the main field. Okay. Anything else about the spring softball championships? No, just encourage you to uh, you know to try to attend. Again, there's no difference in the style of softball. 
the the pitchers, the uh, the hitters, and uh, if you can't attend in person, make sure you uh, tune in on Misha.tv and and watch all the games. All right, thank you, Doug Fessler, Assistant Executive Director. This is Jen Ruckstad, Executive Director of the Missouri State High School Activities Association. This is Dr. Jennifer Ruckstad, the Executive Director of the Missouri State High School Activities Association. Thank you for listening to the Misha All Access podcast and having an interest in Missouri high school activities and athletics. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Misha All Access podcast or any of the episodes in this podcast, please consider subscribing or liking with your favorite podcast provider. It helps other people find us, and we really appreciate you listening and supporting the Missouri State High School Activities Association.